Hello and welcome to E-Talk 2-1 Sports Podcast, sponsored by PointsBet. Looking for a dependable sports book? Download PointsBet app and use promo code etoft 21 on your first deposit and get a 100% deposit matched up to $2,000. Welcome to the show, everyone. We have a great podcast planned for you today. My boy David is going to come on. Him and I are going to tell you what bets to lock in. We're going to give you our four best bets for NFL Week 16. We are 25-15-2, and two, two, which is phenomenal if you've been tailing along. And my boy Nick is going to come on. Him and I are going to build you a DFS lineup. So we have a great show for you planned today. Before we jump into that, I need to I need to speak on a couple things. Old Uncle Rico needs to speak on a couple things. Number one, no review of the Thursday night game. As soon as it was announced, Tennessee, which rightfully so, treat this like a buy because you need to win next week to win the South. Didn't watch the game. No idea. Didn't bet the game. Didn't watch the game because there's nothing to be gained from that game. I hate Thursday night football. I think it's a bad product. And I think they need to go back to doing everything on Sunday or maybe a Saturday game. But this thing with a quick turnaround and the travel, it's just not there. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of Thursday night football. Don't get me wrong. I bet it. You know, it was a profitable season betting the Thursday night games, but still, it's just not a good game. Hypothetically, if this was a Saturday, I probably would have watched it. But Thursday night, still visiting the family, watched a little Cobra Kai. So I missed the game. Cobra Kai, great series. If you guys haven't watched it, make sure to check that out. Um, So no Thursday night review in terms of... Nathan Hackett firing. I try to tell you all guys at the beginning of the year, he wasn't it. He wasn't it. He had done nothing to show that he could control a room. Nothing at all. What has he done that has shown he was able to control the room? Never called plays, never did anything. And let's face it, the Broncos hired him. Why? The Broncos hired him so that way they could get who? Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers didn't come. They took Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's kind of getting exposed, not being what everyone thought he was. Carroll had a great running game in store, and that's what was able, excuse me, that's what allowed him to be successful in Seattle. Now he's kind of getting exposed where he can't elevate what everyone thought he could elevate like he could. Um, Obviously, his teammates don't like him. You can tell that when he gets knocked down, offensive linemen not going to help him up. When he got knocked out, no one going to help him. You can tell that the team isn't that big of a fan of Russell Wilson. Flip side, you know, we're hearing a lot of rumors about who's going to be the next coach of the Broncos. My guess would be the D.C. Dan Quinn of the Cowboys. I know Sean Payton's getting a lot of scheme, but let me just, let me, if you're Sean Payton, why would you go to a division where you'd have four games a year against two of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL? So that means you'd play Mahomes and Herbert four games, and you play 17 games. So a quarter of your season about. A little less than a quarter of your season, you're playing against top-tier talent. Why would you do that? Why would you do that if you are Sean Payton? makes zero sense to do that being Sean Payton. I wish people would just kind of sit back and figure that out. Obviously, I know I'm, well, Eric said he was going to go to the Chargers. Well, yeah, that he has Herbert on his team. Then he only has two games. If you have two games against Mahomes, that's not a big deal. But two games against Herbert and Mahomes... Why the hell would anyone sign up for that? Makes zero, 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 zero sense to sign up for that and to try to do that. Um, So that's kind of 
what's going on with the NFL, um, in my mind. Obviously, you know, you can find me on BTV and the, and the stream where I'm giving out all my bets. Make sure to follow my YouTube page. YouTube page, I'm giving out daily sports picks with these little short videos. I'm going to start doing that more and more. So make sure you're subscribing to that channel, etof 21 sports and also giving picks out on here. Guys, everything is free. I'm never going to charge you guys. I'm not, I don't believe in charging for picks. I'm never going to charge you guys. All my stuff is going to be free. Always hit me up on the DMs and I will always answer the questions to the best of my ability. Um, there's been a really big story that no one has talked about. I got to find this video and I need to play this video. What is going on at Coppin State? Because it is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. So I was going to play the video, but I know like everyone's kind of weary with copyright and friction. So basically, this is the story. There was a player at Coppin State and he was getting catfished. And this player and this person he was talking to online, she got him to send nudes and he kept on asking for more and more nudes. He kept on sending more and more nudes because the person said, if you don't, I'm going to leak these. So he kept doing it. And then his assistant coach approached him and was like, hey, you know, I'm going through the same thing. This is what's happening to me. Now, I think it was the same girl. I think, excuse, I think it was the assistant coach was saying that the same girl was catfishing him and that the girl was just like, hey, if you guys do some stuff together and send me the video, I will stop demanding this. I'll give you guys all the content back. So the player didn't want to do it. He eventually gave in and he did it. And then he just ignored the, he just ignored the person catfishing. The person catfishing leaked everything. But then it turned out that the assistant coach was the person. Now, here's my thing. If someone, like, I, th this story is just absolutely mind-boggling to me. It's just mind-boggling. And the fact that is is not getting picked up by the mainstream media is just absolutely crazy to me. It involves Juan Dixon. Those who don't know, played at Maryland, played in the NBA. He should be out of coaching. He should not be allowed to coach at all. He should be immediately fired. He's on some one of those re reality housewife TV shows everyone watches. But yeah, this story is a weird story. Um, I highly suggest you guys Google Cop and State. You'll see YouTube, TikTok, everything videos and watch it because it was some of the craziest stuff you will ever see in your life. Um, enough of that. Now let's welcome David to the podcast and let's jump into some NFL betting. We have reached the point of the podcast where we're going to be talking about NFL and the four best bets of the weekend. And who better to come on than David, a.k.a. Better DP 21 on Twitter and Instagram. David, how are you doing today, my man? Doing great, man. Looking forward to uh, the weekend ahead. A lot of great games ahead of us. Um, looking forward to relaxing this afternoon. Going to, you know, enjoy some hot tub time and some natural springs up in the mountains. So gonna going to get a little fancy. Yeah, that's way too fancy for me. Like you're, you're, you're like you start telling me, I'm like, dude, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Like, way, way, way too fancy for me. My, my, me being fancy is like 25 cent wing night with, with, with a young. I man. did that the other night too, though. <laughs> that's me. That's me being fancy on a date. 25 cent wings, three dollar, three dollar domestics. That's that's like as fancy as I get get 
right now. I mean, life. you can also pull the car in reverse, you know, go through a drive through in reverse. That'd be pretty fancy. <laughs> um, so we are at 20, what are we at? 25, 15, and two, you know, very good percent, very good percentage, getting a good ROI for those watching or listening for the first time. How it goes is really simple. I give a player prop, David gives a first half bet, and then we each give a side. So, David, why don't you start us off with your first bet, which is going to be a side. You want me to go first half or you want me to go first half? I'm sorry. First half. First half. half. Okay. So, yeah. So, getting started with the first half bets here. um, I'm looking at teams that are motivated this week. Um, I'm definitely got my eye on one game in particular. I'm looking at the Miami-New England game. Um, You know, we all know two is out. We know Teddy Bridgewater is going to start. Uh, last time he filled in was in week six and he put up, you know, about 300 yards and uh, two touchdowns and uh, very proficient with the offense is what it come down to for me. Uh, New England looking like they're going to have really good weather as well. I'm looking for just situational factors because weather really bit me in the ass last week. So, um, you know, I, I like a motivated team here. I think Miami does have like the better offensive, just all around game. Um, you know, they're obviously, Rushing offense, number five. Um, passing offense, a little better than middle of the pack. You know, they're just outside the top 10, uh, number 14. And, you know, they have a pretty good defense to back them up. You know, passing defense at number nine. Rushing defense is where they a little lack. Uh, second middle tier for me at 23. These are all DeVoe rankings that I'm naming off, by the way. So, you know, I see them. They're looking like a dog on the road, of course. I love a good dog team always. I haven't actually given out a solid dog play in a couple of weeks, so I definitely wanted to get back to my roots on this one. Um, you know, I got Miami in my model showing um, them uh, winning the first half by better than a field goal. And right now they are like a plus one underdog uh, for the first half. So, you know me, I uh, try not to take juice where I can. So I am actually looking at um, the money line for Miami Dolphins at plus 115 um, on the road to win this game outright even, um, but also really good first half edge here for themselves. Um, you know, and then similarly, if I look at the New England side of the ball, you know, their rushing offense is in the bottom tier right now. They're, they're ranked number 27 in Devoa. Um, passing offense is also very bottom tier, number 21. Their defense is where they've been, you know, keeping games close for themselves. Um, you know, rushing defense, number four, passing defense, number 10. So they can hold their own. I just don't think they have the offensive, you know, ability to keep up with the, you know, the talent of Miami. So I absolutely want to take a dog play here. I'm looking Miami money line plus 115. I love it. I like Miami in the spot too. Obviously I'm not the biggest Tua guy. I, I like him better with Teddy. Um, I think yeah. Teddy can do a little bit more. Uh, and New England offense is struggling and the defense can only do so much. Um, yeah. You keep your defense on the field. They're going to tire fatigue. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, my first one is now I know this player hasn't been practicing, so we need to monitor that. If you do make this wager and he doesn't step on the field, your bet is going to be refunded because he didn't play it down. I'm going Elvin Kamara over 62 and a half yards rushing. Last two week, last two weeks, he's gotten over 20 yards and he's gone over this total with 99 and 103. You're looking at it for the season. Anytime he gets over 18 carries, he's gone over this total. I think the last two games, 
the Saints have realized, hey, we have to give our best player the ball. <laughs> and we need to give him the ball as much as we can if we want a chance to make the playoffs, which shockingly, they're still alive. They could still make the playoffs. I think they're going to ride Kamara here. The one weakness of the Eagles defense has been struggling. It's the run. I know it's been better the last couple of weeks, but they haven't played a running back the caliber of Kamara. I think this is going to be a heavy Kamara game. So I bet him over 62 and a half yards rushing. Yeah. I mean, and you, you nailed it. I mean, Kamara is one of my fantasy players. I track that guy very closely. Um, as you mentioned, he has not been practicing the last couple of days here this week. So interested to see what, you know, injury reports or any kind of reports later this afternoon are going to show, uh, from a practice perspective for these guys. And, um, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, I, I think the Eagles are a little susceptible at the run right now. Um, even though their overall body of work shows them being a top five, you know, rushing defense, um, it, uh, it definitely lends to, to your point of, you know, Saints being very uh, prone to giving their best player the ball finally. I mean, I've been tracking him through the fantasy playoffs. He started getting, you know, closer to 20 touches. And as you mentioned, he's gone over that number every time, every week for me. So body of work is there. It's just whether or not the player plays. Yep. It's it's on the Saints and Carmichael to give their guy the ball. Um, side, what are you looking at, my friend? Yeah, so full game. Um, looking at the Carolina-Tampa Bay game. Um, you know, I <laughs> Brady sneaked one out last week, uh, and I think he has a better shot of, you know, getting the team on track at home. Um, to actually, you know, as you mentioned, all these teams are at the Saints, Carolina, Tampa Bay. They, they're all motivated to win their division. I can't believe I'm even saying that right now about this division right now. There's just every single one of them are still in it. Um, you know, and so when I look at that, I look at who's got the better defense and that's Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay's ranked, uh, you know, top 10 rushing defense right now, passing defense, number 13, it's just what they can get together on the offensive side because, you know, the passing game has been struggling. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely still not a hundred percent in sync with his receivers and, um, but when they're all healthy and on the field, you know, Godwin shows up, Julio Jones makes a play or two, you know, Mike Evans over there, um, you know, they've got the weapons around him. So uh, they definitely, you know, and the rushing game with Fournette and the rookie, uh, White. you know, White, thank you. Um, they both are, you know, becoming a great one-two punch on the ground for them. So they can figure things out in these last couple of weeks here. You know, they <laughs> it's crazy to say it, but it's like, they could make a really good push in the playoffs. I think they're going to be the team that comes out of the NFC South, um, you know, overall. So it's going to be between them and Carolina in this game. Carolina, you know, um, from their numbers perspective, their rushing defense and passing defense are both in the bottom tier, uh, bottom third tier, by the way. Um, the rushing defense is number 27. Passing defense uh, number 18 is what I'm showing right now. So, you know, they <laughs> – like the compare and contrast perspective of where their offense is at. I mean, obviously Darnold's helped settle them in from a passing offense perspective, which is why their number looks so good sitting in a, you know, a top 10 passing offense Devoe ranking this week. And, you know, I, but overall, like I said, I just look at Tampa Bay as having the better defense at home, a motivated team. I, I think they, Figured a couple of things out last week, and I think they'll be a little bit more in sync at home. So 
I like Tampa Bay laying three at home. And, you know, my model's actually showing them to win closer to two scores. So um, I, I got this line at minus nine in favor of Tampa Bay. And and that's where I'm going to put my money for the week. Yeah, I I like Tampa Bay. I have them locked in at three. Um, it's really, 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 really hard to trust Sam Darnold on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the Panthers are getting a little bit overvalued with what happened um, in the game against Detroit last week where the market thinks they're better than they are. Excuse me, Detroit's defense, even though it's trending in the right direction, they're bad. They're like really, 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 really bad. Um, Brady at home needing to win to get in the playoffs. I like that bet a lot. I actually have that one locked in myself. Um, My last one. Double dipping worked for me last week when we did DJ Moore and the Panthers. Now we're going Alvin Kamara and the Saints plus a six and a half. Uh, I look at it like this. Eagles defense is banged up and you can move the ball on them. Cowboys were shredding that shredding, just absolutely shredding that defense all over the place. I think Saints are going to be able to do the same. You have injuries. They have injuries in the secondary. Um, injuries on the offensive line. If Minshew plays and Hurts doesn't, which from what I've been told from a guy very close to the Eagles, he said he'd be shocked if Hurts plays. If Hurts doesn't play, Minshew isn't the factor with the RPOs, and it's more of a pass-heavy offense, which we saw earlier. Um, which we saw earlier, excuse me, which we saw last weekend, which I think that will favor the Saints because it won't have the constant ground and pound that the Eagles do with the running game. And I think this is going to be a heavy Kamara game. And I think with the injuries to Olove, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, I think this is going to force the Saints to put the ball in Kamara's hands more, which is bad for the Eagles. I like the Saints here plus the six and a half. Yeah, you know, like this, uh, for all the reasons you just named on both sides of the ball, I'm actually staying off this game. (laughs) Like, I mean, there is so much up in the air that the injury report for later, like I mentioned, is going to determine so many different player perspectives, so many different, you know, schema perspectives. So I am, uh, I'm in a wait and see mode with this game right now. I mean, my numbers favor the Eagles, but that's just because of the Eagles being the body of work they've been all season, right? Like, I mean, when you compare the two teams, it shouldn't be close. But, you know, granted, it comes down to, like you said, is it going to be Hurts? Is he going to come back and, like, really try and push their team over the edge to get whatever they need to lock up for this week? I, I actually don't know what they're playing for. I, I think well, it's still their division. The, like, I are mean, they defending they, the division against the Cowboys still? Yeah, they could lose the division. They could lose the one seat. I mean, my mindset, if I'm the Eagles, is this. I'm going to give Hurts one more week. Right. Because you would rather go play by week play as opposed to play two by weeks in my eyes. Yeah. Right. So if I'm the Eagles, that's what I do because that just makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, like I would want, I would want, because historically speaking, these one seeds that take the double by what that means is not playing the last week than the first round by in the playoffs. They struggle. We've seen that happen, you know, even a couple of years ago when the Ravens were the best team in the NFL and they lost to the Titans. Yep. Um, so, you know, with that being said, 
I think I think he doesn't play. Honestly, I think he plays next week against the Commanders, and that's when they lock everything up. And then they take the the buy in the traditional. I think they play. I think they play the Giants. But yeah, either way, well, I yeah, hear the you. Commanders for the Cowboys, my bad. Right, right. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm, but I'm with you, right? Like I, and that's the things like that I'm describing. If if they're motivated to do it this week, okay. Like I'm sure he'll play, and they'll they'll definitely go out and try and get that win for themselves. Um, but I could see them resting him again. Uh, again, it just there's so much hinging on who's at quarterback. I mean, it's funny because last week I identified the Eagles as being, you know, the better defense on the field, and they kept the game close to cover. I mean, you know, like that definitely happened for themselves last week. Um, but you know, they they couldn't outright win the game um, as I I would have expected them to normally do. Um, you know, but that's that's all kind of like what you also see coming when you see a backup QB coming in for the first time in a long time. So, yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah, I, I'm watching this game heavily. It's definitely not a bad play for the saints because they are a very motivated team as well. Like we said, you know, they have a lot to play for. They could, you know, put themselves in a division hunt in these last two weeks as well um, with Tampa Bay. But I, I just see Tampa Bay winning this week and then, you know, having a way to lock that up for themselves. So, uh, as the overall, just I mean, God, the rotation of QBs in, in New Orleans and the running game, and it just is such like you just look at it, it just looks messy. Like you know, well, you're like, man, who are they going to put in now? Like, oh, we're going to take Dalton now. We're going to put Taysom Hill in. They should have been yeah. starting Taysom Hill weeks ago, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it's just it, it there's is, just so it, much it, rotation there. You know, and with their contracts and everything, and you know, I just yeah. I don't know. Like I, I've heard so much stuff about them, and but, know, I thought, for as crazy as it sounds, they have been in every single game. Like they should, yeah. they should have beat the Bucks both games, right? Um, if one of those games flips, they're right there. And I'll be honest, if I'm the Cowboys, because the Cowboys are going to have to go to the a- AFC South, I'd want to play the K- Panthers first. Buck second, and I wouldn't want to play the Saints because of Kamara, because of Hill, and because having to play in the Superdome, that's a loud place. I I would not want to go there and have to deal with all that. I'd rather go to Tampa, who has issues on the offensive line, playing outdoors, or Carolina as Sam Darnold. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the NFC South is a. Uh... It's a, it's a show. It's, <laughs> it's a show this season. I mean, it is a show within a show, and you can't even make up some of these scripts. It's just crazy. It's brutal. It's brutal. But you know what? Playoffs are right around here. David, like to think time before your big uh, getaway to a hot tub. Um, <laughs> make sure to follow David on Instagram and Twitter at better dp21 he'll be back next week and all throughout the playoffs talking nfl enjoy your weekend and happy new year my friend thank you sir yeah happy new year to everybody as well thank you now we've reached the part of the podcast where we're talking fantasy football and we're going to build you a dfs lineup let's welcome nick aka at na fantasy from twitter to the podcast nick how you doing today my man great how are you doing eric today Good, 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 good. Uh, good. You know, championship week. Unfortunately, I had Jared Goff outscore Justin Fields by 18 points, and I lost by 17. So I'm not in my championship. 
Yeah, that's a rough one. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, we're here to help you guys answer your start sit questions for your fantasy football championship, and yeah, and also help you build a DFS lineup for Sunday. So let's start out with these start sit questions. We have we have a couple interesting ones. First one I found very interesting: Cam Akers versus Tyler Ajir, full point PPR. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough one for me too, but. I'm going to fade Cam Akers this week. Uh, I know he had a big week last week, but I'm I'm on the uh, Algier train this week. You know, he was more involved in the passing game last week. Um, and I think they're just going to lean on him as Ritter's still, you know, kind of learning the offense and getting more comfortable uh, with that Falcons offense there. Um, now we are going to go to another running back position. We're going to go to... Zach Moss, AJ Dillon. You know, I was riding the Zach Moss train last week, but not this week. Uh, that Colts offense is just in shambles. I can't, I can't trust it. Um, and actually, I like AJ Dillon because the first time they played Minnesota this year, he had a rushing touchdown and five catches on six targets. So for full, full point PPR, I'm going to go with Dillon here. Your boy, Alan Lazard against Brandon Cooks. This is a real interesting one because Cooks has been inconsistent. Lazard started up good. Watson's obviously banged up. Interesting to see what you're going to do here. Yeah, my boy, Alan Lazard. I'm, I'm not going with him, actually. I'm going to go with Cooks um, because, you know, he had nine targets last week. And honestly, Jacksonville is looking towards next week. Uh, you know, Tennessee, it's all going to come down to Jacksonville against Tennessee next week. So, you know, I know the Titans lost last night, but I mean, even if Jacksonville wins this game, they still got to win next week. So I'm going with Cooks. Um, you know, Lazard had 11 targets last week, but he hasn't gone over five catches or 67 yards in the last six games, and he has zero touchdowns within that span. I can't, um, I can't trust him. <laughs> yeah, he's just so inconsistent. He started out great, but now he's definitely I know. been hit and miss and a lot of misses unfortunately um don donovan peoples jones gabe davis and this one's a half point ppr i actually like that this is a tough one too i mean peoples jones has been a sneaky good play all year um but the last couple weeks well actually last week he was he wasn't in sync with watson and that offense that cleveland is running right now is just not not very efficient right now. So again, they're on the road. They're going against Washington's defense and Washington has to win this game to stay in the playoff hunt because they're starting to fall off. So I'm thinking Washington in a blowout here. So I'm not going with people's Jones. Um, I like Gabe Davis. I think he's actually going to be an X factor in that game for the bills against, uh, against Cincy on Monday night. I think he'll be the guy to get them a win in Cincinnati. And he's seen 12 targets in the past two games, caught seven of them, 101 and a touchdown. So I think he's a guy that, um, you know, is going to be getting it done there. Uh, Next, my boy, one of my best predictions of the year, Evan Ingram being a top five fantasy football producer against Dallas. Don't call me Rudy Gobert. (laughs) Uh, well, 
I gotta I gotta stick with the hot hand here. Evan Ingram, I mean, I don't know I don't know what happened in Jacksonville, but he's all of a sudden forty targets in his last four games, twenty-six catches, three hundred and thirty-seven yards and two touchdowns in his last three. I mean, I gotta I gotta I gotta keep it going with Evan Ingram here. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And who knows? Like I said earlier in the podcast i had one of my little birdies inform me that he doesn't he'd be shocked he'd be shocked if hurts played obviously now when we're recording this uh Schefter just tweeted out that hurts is listed as doubtful and no player this year listed as doubtful on the friday before the game has played right so um now we're going to shift our attention over to the fantasy football bill, the DFS. This is meant for a cash game. A lot of interesting places we can go here. Um, obviously, I, I think it's best if we started in, out on the defensive side of the ball. Is there um, is there someone you're looking at? Or yeah, as I just... As I just mentioned, uh, with the the uh, Jacksonville game against the Texans, I I'm going with the Texans because they're they're low, they're 3100, and honestly, Jacksonville they don't care about this game. Um, you know, they're just gonna they might treat it as like an exhibition game to be honest with you. And since Week 10, uh, the Texans are actually sixth uh, defense per DVOA. So. I mean, I I think that that's a great low budget play to open up the uh, the lineup right off the bat. Yeah, and I mean, there's an eight percent chance. I mean, they're behind Pittsburgh. I mean, in in Pitts, they're behind Pittsburgh for the AFC seventh wild card. So that shows you how much stuff has to happen. I think it's an eight percent chance. So you know, that's gonna we're gonna only thirty one hundred. Um, now we always have this de- debate about the tight end, where we should go on the tight end. Historically speaking, we say take Kelsey. But I think you and I talked about going in possibly a different direction today. Yeah, I think we got to go low low budget here um, because that game could easily be a blowout. And I think we got to expect that, um, you know, Kelsey's not going to get what he's priced at. It's not going to be worth it for the price. So I think we got to go low budget here. And a guy we've been looking at is Jelani Woods um, from the Colts. I know I mentioned, you know, he's uh, the Colts offense a little bit weary, but I think this is another play that's um, a gamble that can open up um, the lineup here. We pay down at the tight end position. Jelani Woods here, the Giants are giving up the six six most points to opposing tight ends. And Woods has had had five targets, three catches, 43 yards. I mean, he's only 4,700. So, you know, you get you get uh, you know four catches, 50 yards, maybe a maybe a touchdown. I mean, he's he'll be well worth the uh, the low budget play there. Uh, I like that play a lot. You know, Giants have struggled against it. He, I felt. Now, keep in mind, it was on a. It, I was watching on my phone when I was, you know watching a movie it just seemed like woods was getting the majority of bulls targets that that's where he tended to look at um so i like that play a lot um now let's go up to the quarterback position now quarterback position is a little bit interesting um david blau former purdue quarterback had a cup of tea with the lions he's starting in um arizona 
no uh no Tua, two gloves teddy is starting you know we could pay down for one of those guys or we could you know do one of the pay up options what what do you think we should do in terms of um the quarterback position i'm i'm still gonna go high price higher priced um i know justin fields you know kind of screwed us last week <laughs> but but I'm going to go back more ways than one. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to the well and I'm going to go with Justin Fields again. Um, You know, the bears, the bears are talking about trying to get him the rushing record for quarterbacks. So I think they're going to run him. The lions are giving up the most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks and the most rushing yards per game to opposing quarterbacks. And we can all remember what Justin Fields did to the lions the first time they played he had a buck 50 rushing uh with two rushing touchdowns he had a passing touchdown i mean he went he went off on them and i don't think it's going to be any different this time um i like that play i like that play a lot lions suck i mean i mean they're just (laughs) ripping my heart out i mean you have sam darnold uh go up against it but i think the important thing in that game is the total is so high that the Lions offense is going to be able to score on the Bears defense. Thus, that's going to put fields in it. And uh, you and I both live in the Chicagoland area. That's all fields and the coaches are talking about getting him this rushing record. So I think he's going to be running a lot. Um, Now, is there anybody, because that's going to be the highest scoring game on the slate, is there anybody that you kind of want to go to on the Lions side of the ball? Yeah, at the wide receiver end, um, you know, I like St. Brown. Um, he's 8,200, um, but, I, you know, he's got a great matchup working out of the slot against Gordon, who's allowing the third most receiving yards per game to opposing slot wide receivers. And the last time they played, he had 10, 10 catches for 119. So um, I think he's going to eat again in this one. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot too. Um, now let's shift our attention to the running back position. Um, there's a team in my eyes that has really struggled against the run and we're seeing it. And I don't think it's getting enough mainstream attention. And that is the Cleveland Browns. Right. We I talked really about think, it. Yeah. yeah. I really think we need a target. Robinson or Gordon? For sure. Um, Gibson. What am I talking about? Gibson. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Gibson. Um, Or or, uh, Gibson. Yeah. And I'm I'm right with you there. Uh, We obviously, uh, last week in the lineup, we went with Kamara against Cleveland's defense. That paid off. He had a great game. Um, And I think uh, B-Rob, Brian Robinson, he's going to do the same thing. <clears throat> again this week uh you know Clowney's potentially out for that game too which you know that's a huge advantage for Robinson and I'm not really you know I'm, I I see Robinson being the guy more than Gibson here so you know it's a must-win game for the commanders and uh you know Wentz is playing so I expect they're going to lean run- heavy on the run there as well and the Browns just can't stop the run so I'm I'm all over Brian Robinson at 6900 here i like that a lot um now 
the other running back position? Where where do you think where's your head at for this other running back position? Again, you know, we're in, we're at an interesting slate just because we're kind of like at that point where people are starting to play for contract incentives. We could see people like Etienne not get a full go because of the situation that they're in. Um, same thing with McCaffrey. We could see McCaffrey get some rest. We don't know what's going to happen with Josh Jacobs because they're stay there because the Raiders decided they need to see 27 year old Jared Stitham, what he brought to the table, 27 year old Jared Stitham. <laughs> so, you know exactly. what I mean? There's a lot of questions around this running back position. Where do you think we need to, we need to go? You know, I, I again, going back to the well from last week, I, I like Alvin Kamara again, um, 7,300 here. He's coming off back-to-back games with 20 carries. And with the injuries to other running backs and wide receivers, I mean, I, I expect him to be kind of the focal point there of that offense in that game. Nice. Nice. I like Kamara too. And if you listen to the betting part of the podcast, old Uncle Rico out here gave out Alvin Kamara over 62 and a half rushing yards. So I love Kamara here. Um Basically, you look at it anytime he's running the ball over 19 times, he's going way over this total. And I think the Saints, it only took 16 games, finally figured out, hey, maybe we need to give the ball to our best player. You know, call me crazy. (laughs) Call me crazy. But maybe we need to give the the ball to our best player. Um, Yeah, they finally figured it out. (laughs) So now we got some options available. We got what? We got two wide receiver, a flex. Um, let's stay in this game. Anyone on the Eagle side of the ball that you're intrigued about? So I, I like AJ Brown, um, in this situation. Uh, he's 8,400, which is, I mean, a little pricey, but but you know what, since we're playing down for the Texans, we have options. Exactly. We paid down for the tight end. We paid down for the defense so we can, we can blow this up a little more. Um, you know, Brown had six catches for 103 with Minshew at quarterback. Um, you know, the Eagles aren't going to run the ball as much because with Hertz out, you know, the RPO is out the window. Um, so, mm-hmm. and then, uh, the saints are giving up 26 points per game to opposing wide receivers. Uh, you know, you can't really go away from that. <laughs> so no. I actually like, I like, I like throwing AJ Brown in here as well. He's going to get his targets. I, I like that. I like A.J. Brown a lot. You know, he what do you have? Six for a buck, oh, three with Minshew. Um, obviously, yeah. if this game is competitive, which I think it will be, it'll force the Eagles to throw the ball. And also with no hurts, which it's looking like, the RPO isn't going to be there. I think they're going to run a little bit more. Excuse me, throw the ball a little bit more with Minshew. So now we have wide receiver and the flex free. Um, let's focus on the wide receiver position. Is there somebody at the wide receiver position that you are looking for? We have, we have about $13,000 left. So I like Mike Evans this week. Um, there's no horn, which means Evans is going to be matched up with Henderson or Taylor. And Evans had nine catches for 96 in the first matchup. And he also had a 60 yard touchdown called back. So, you know, it could have been even more. Um, I expect Brady to really target Evans heavily in this game. You know what? I'm thinking about it. 
I think that's also the game where he, he was at the beginning, he was wide open and he just dropped it. If I'm thinking it's, I think that was that game too. So he could have two tutties that game. And like, look, I always toot my horn because I was right with Baker Mayfield. I was right with Tua. I was right with Herbert. But one player that I just completely whiffed, who I thought was going to be good in this league, was C.J. Henderson, man. This guy has been a complete bust. <laughs> I mean, I was I, I was really high on this game, and he's given up a lot. Um, I think that in a game like this that the Bucs need to win, you're going to see a heavy target of Mike Evans here. Um, yeah, Brady's going to do Brady's going to do what he's going to do to to get to get into the playoffs. <laughs> now we have about fifty five hundred left. We're going to the flex. Where do you want to go in the flex? So a guy I'm targeting that's lower budget is Greg Dorch from the Cardinals. Um, you know he's second in team in snaps and led in targets last week. What did he have? 10, 10 catches on eleven targets. Yep. Um, you know Rondale Moore and Brown, or well Rondale Moore's out obviously, and Brown is most likely out. And also, Hopkins is looking like he might not play either. And let's be honest. If you were to rate your top 150 toughest players in the NFL, would Hollywood Brown be on that list? Not even close. So reality is he's probably not going to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Reality is he's probably not going to play. Um, I mean, and the, and, the, and the Falcon secondary is not – anything special they've given up the ninth most points to opposing wide receivers and what you just mentioned about david blau doing being the starter for the cardinals this week uh you know if i recall when he was quarterback for the lions he loved targeting those slot wide receivers he liked targeting a lot um and they're gonna i think that's a game that's a little bit sneaky that could blow out a little bit you know what i mean I think that I think that game could be a forty to thirty-seven yeah. type of game for sure. I think I think it's a little sneaky game that could kind of blow out a little bit. Um, so there you have it: Justin Fields, Elvin Kamara, Brian Robinson, Mike Evans, Ahmad Rod, St. Brown, AJ Brown, Jaleen Woods, Greg Dorch, and the Texans defense. That is the cash game lineup for this week. As always, if for some reason you have a um, playoffs next week, like a two week championship, send in your questions for start sick. Nick and I will do our best to answer them. And as always, let's make some money, Nick. Thanks for stopping by. Happy new year, my friend. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Happy new year and uh, good luck, everybody. So that's it for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in guys. Really appreciate the support. Make sure you like, and subscribe to this podcast. Leave a comment. It would help me out. We'll be back next week, same time, for the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast. Also, this Tuesday, XFL Gym is back for the ETOF 21 Sports Show. To make sure to check that out, 10 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Twitch. And please give my boys Nick a follow and David a follow. Nick at NAA Fantasy on Twitter and my boy David at BetterDP21. Until next week, boys and girls, let's make some money.